Good morning, church. We're excited you're here online with us this morning. We want to remind you of our service times for this week. After service, we'll have two youth services streaming on YouTube and Facebook. At 10 a.m., we'll have service for our kids from first to third grade. And at 11 a.m., we'll have service for our kids in fourth through sixth grade. Be sure to visit our website for service times for Monday morning corporate prayer as well as Wednesday online Bible study. Again, thank you so much for joining us, and we hope you enjoy the message. Good morning, everyone. Thank the Lord. I am so happy that you are here with us today. Um, it is my great pleasure to be in front of all of you today delivering this word. And, um, you know, I've been, I've been very, very excited thinking about this opportunity to talk to the people of God through this uh, media that we have today. So I, I'm very appreciative of this opportunity. Thanks to Pastor Linward and Pastor Dorr for giving me this opportunity to talk to you folks. Um, so I'm very excited. So let's jump into this word today. And what I want to talk to you today about is God's promises. This has been something that's been weighing on my mind, on my spirit, on my heart for quite some time. Uh, just dealing with what the world is going through right now, what we're all sort of uh, getting adjusted to this new norm. It's always important as believers that we stay engaged with his word, with his presence, and understanding all of God's promises for each and every single one of us. And that's going to be the focus of what we're going to talk about today. And, you know, this is something that's very, very near and dear to me, and that I had to make a, a conscious effort to make sure that I keep the word of God in front of my eyes and my ears and my heart so that I don't get carried away by the circumstances of this world. So I want to talk to you real fast about this one particular scripture that I love truly. And if you uh, have your Bible and you're you know playing along with us today, uh, let's go to Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 12 in the Amplified Classic Version. And I love this. I love this verse so much. And it says, Then the Lord said to me, have you seen well? For I am alert and active and watching over my word to perform it. The NIV says, the Lord said to me, you have seen correctly, for I am watching to see that my word is fulfilled and that his word is going to be fulfilled in your life and my life and all of our lives. And that's something that we have to hold fast to knowing the times that we are living in is that God's word is yet true. God's word is yet true. It is yet ironclad. It is rock solid. And it is something steadfast that we can hold on to each and every day. You know, it's something for us to really take our time and to think about how God loves us and what his word will do for us and what our expectation level needs to be when we think about the promises of God. You know, and, and you may ask, well, well, why this one scripture in particular? And, you know, I'm glad you asked. And I'll tell you why. said, so, you know, now more than ever, as believers, we have to continue to cling to and rely on God's word. That is the one constant, steadfast assurance that we have as believers. It's quintessential for us as believers, as children of the Most High God, to continue to stand fast and rely on his word and all of his promises. And face with whatever situation or circumstance that may be thrown at you, understand that God's word is yet true that God is faithful to his word and he is faithful to perform it. And all of these promises are yes and amen for each and every one of us. You know, and I think, you know, oftentimes as believers, 
the outside perspective is that we don't experience trouble or that we don't experience negative circumstances. And I can tell you one as, as one that has had some adversity and circumstances come through in my own life is that we are not immune to those troubles of the world, but we do have a release valve. We do have the opportunity for God to come in and deliver us as he said he would in his word. Amen. And I am so thankful that God is faithful to his word. And I rest assured every single day that the words and the promises that he has given to us, that he's given to you, will come true and be fulfilled in our lives. I think that we have to understand that his word never fails. His word never quits. His love never quits for us. And that has something that has to be stamped and stapled deep inside of your heart, in your soul. And it has to be deep down inside of you that you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that God is true to his word and that he will make sure that these things come to pass in your life. Amen. So while we think about this, let's turn real fast to Hebrews chapter 6. Good old Hebrews. So Hebrews chapter 6, we're going to read verse 17 through verse 20, and this is going to be in the NIV version. Um, I love this version a lot. It gives uh, the New International Version, just gives you a different, uh, a different take on standard King James, and it really gives you a lot to kind of think about. So Hebrews chapter 6, starting at verse 17, it says, Because God wanted to make the unchanging nature of his purpose very clear to the heirs of what was promised. He confirmed it with an oath. Thank you, Lord. God did this so that by two unchangeable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we who have fled to take hold of the hope set before us may be greatly encouraged. We have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure, and it enters into the inner sanctuary behind the curtain where our forerunner, Jesus, has entered in on our behalf. Thank you, Lord. It's his very unchanging nature, the purpose of his promises. He wants to make clear for every single one of us as believers today. And it's up to you. It's incumbent upon you as a believer to hold fast to that word that God will never change. And that right now we have a mechanism in place in which we can go to him and that we can stand on his oath and his promise and know that we have a forerunner that is making everything work out well for us. I want right now for you to highlight verse 19. Take a minute and just think about what this means, that we have this hope as an anchor for our soul, firm and secure. When you think about an anchor, the purpose of the anchor is to keep you from swaying back and forth. If you think about, you know, if you've ever been on a, on a cruise liner or a tanker ship or just been out in the ocean, if you've been on a small boat or whatever it is, that anchor serves a purpose to keep you from going adrift keep you from listing back and forth is to keep you in that spot safe and secure and when you think about how you live your everyday life when situations and circumstances come your way understand that god his unchanging nature his promises and his oath to us is a steadfast ironclad anchor in which we can be assured that god will do what he said he would do it's our anchor folks you know, it's something that we have to hold on to. And this should give us peace. It should give us calm in the face of circumstances that seemingly may be looming large in our life. And keep in mind, I said, they may seem to appear large in our life, but compared to God, it is minuscule. 
It is small because we serve the biggest God, the greatest God. We serve a God that is limitless. So no matter what those situations or circumstances may appear to be, we know that God, our Heavenly Father, will never leave us. He'll never forsake us because he loves us. He loves us with an unchanging, unfailing, all-powerful love. And I think we have to hold on to that as we go through our, our day-to-day operations. Don't forget the, the immense power that God has for us and the love that he is pouring out on each and every one of us. Not because he has to, but because he wants to, because he chose us as special people so that he can pour out his love on us each and every day. And I thank God for this. Several weeks ago, uh, Pastor Dora taught on being fearless. And she really dug into Psalms 91 as her text. And uh, I got to tell you, that's probably one of my favorite Psalms uh, in all of the Bible, Um, just because of how powerful that text is and that Psalms is. And I I really want you to to focus on verses 14 uh, 14 through 16, because they really stuck with me deep down inside. So, you know, when you think about abiding in the shadow of the Almighty, and being in that that secret place and being in that place of protection, you know, it, it can't help, you know, you can't help but to get excited, to get uh, completely motivated, understanding what God wants to do for you and how he has promised to protect us. So I'm going to read this for you right here in the, the NIV version, uh, starting at verse 14. And it says, because he loves me. It's a perfect way to start because He loves me, says the Lord. I will rescue him. I will protect him, for he acknowledges my name. He will call on me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. And with long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. I love these scriptures right here because when you read Psalms 91, it is so beautifully written and constructed. It is so powerful in how it's it's presented to us. But in verses 14 through 16, you have the Lord speaking to you directly. The rest of Psalms 91 is a narrative talking about, Lord, can you do? Will you do? And in verse 14, he's answering back saying, I love you. I love you. And I'm going to rescue you no matter what. You can call upon my name and I will answer, regardless of the situation, regardless of the circumstance. No matter how large this issue, this promise, this this problem rather may seem, he's going to deliver you out of them all. said he will deliver you, he will honor you, he will satisfy you with long life, and he will continue to give you protection. He will continue to be your salvation, your saving grace. And, you know, when you hear that, when you know that, when you know that deep inside of you, you can't help but to get excited. You'd, You'd have to not have a pulse, you know, to not understand and hear and feel exactly what the Lord is saying to you. And I, Lord, I, I thank you for showing us your love. I, I thank you for showing us your, your glory, your, your salvation, your saving grace, you know, and we thank you for your word, you know, your power packed, power filled word that you have given to us and all of the promises that you have laid out for us that we can, no matter what may be happening, we can run to you and we can seek your face and we can be surrounded by your grace, your love, your mercy, your power, your comfort, your peace, your healing nature, your healing virtue, your salvation, Lord. 
All of those things are at our disposal when we just come and run to you and we don't succumb to, you know, what this person may say or the news that we hear there or what the bill collector may say to you or what the doctor may provide, what bad report you may get. Understand that, you know, matter what, you are going to be true to your word and you are going to deliver us out of them all. You know, it's... You know, it's it's an interesting circumstance and situation, you know, as being ministers of the gospel that folks think that you're immune to a lot. And I will I will I will tell you, I will give you just some, you know, a peek into to me as a person is that it was easy for me to just brush aside situations and circumstances and act as if everything was in control. But all the while be being succumbed to fear and not understanding that I do have a shield and buckler at my disposal. And I think for us, you know, we have to just become real and understand that God wants to do these things for us. And it's not a matter of pride. It's not a matter of, oh, I can handle it. I can take it on. There's no level of machismo that can can stand up to the might and the power that God has for us and what he really wants to do for us in each and every one of our lives. And I think at this point, you know, when situations do come, like we said, Lord, you put this word here for us. You put this promise here for us, like you said in your word, all of your promises are yes and amen. And it is important for us to know that, yes, Lord, you made that promise and I can run to you. I can go to your word as a rock solid guarantee that you will deliver me out of them all. So let's look at Luke chapter one, verse 37. It says it more eloquently than I can. For with God, nothing is ever impossible. And no word from God shall be without power or impossible of fulfillment. Think about that for a second. Stop and ponder that for just a moment. That for with God, nothing is ever impossible. And the part that I like, that I, I mean, and that I really like here, is that no word from God shall be without power or impossible of fulfillment. There is nothing that he can say that will not come to pass. There is nothing that he can say that will not come to fruition in your life. There is not a single promise, not a single jot or tittle of his word that will not come to fruition. Do you understand what I am saying to you today? So knowing that we have this ultimate weapon, we as believers have to believe and put this word into action. It's important for us to understand that this is the ultimate weapon that we have, is that no matter what, no matter where we are, no matter what is happening, we can run to our Heavenly Father. And basically, like my children do to me, well, Dad, you promised. Dad, you said. Dad, you said you were going to. You promised me this. You promised me that, is that we are able to stand fast on this word of God right here, knowing that all of these promises, every single one of them, every promise that he has given to us, has to come to fruition because those words are filled with power and promise. Matthew 5 and 18 says, For verily I say unto you, till heaven and earth pass, one jot or one tittle shall in no wise pass from the law till all be fulfilled. Heaven and earth would have to pass away, would have to be thrown into complete, utter destruction and despair before his word is rendered void. Understand that as evidence of us sitting on this planet here today, the sun sitting in its orbit and the earth spinning in its rotation 
is evidence enough that God's word is yet true. It is yet true. And as believers, we have been equipped with God's oath, God's promise, his word as an ironclad plan for each and every one of us to enjoy. Not some of the time, all of the time. God's word is 100% effective and is up to us as believers to use that as a skilled weapon to fight every single battle, every single circumstance, every situation that comes up to us that is negative. We have his word to lean on. We have his word to cling to. We have his word to wrap us in his peace and his love. And ultimately, we have that word that we can use to destroy every negative situation that comes in your life. I think it's important for us to know that, to know that not just today, but to know it tomorrow, to know it the day after and the day after. And at any point in time where we slip or we we may get a little weary in well-doing, understand that God's word is yet true and that he still has a plan of action, a plan of victory, a plan of peace, a plan of prosperity for our lives that he has etched in stone for all of us. And it's up to us to receive all of those promises that God has for us. You know, when uh, when you read the Bible, according to some biblical scholars, there's over 30,000 promises in this word. Some put the number a little higher. Some put the number a little lower. I'm going to tell you right now that I haven't counted all of those. Um, I would need to call my son Jackson and, and my daughter Callie to come in here and count all those up for me because they're the mathematicians. I have, uh, you know, 10 fingers and toes uh, to use. And thinking about the promises that God has given to us, you know, I think about 2 Timothy 2 and 13. It says that if we are faithless, he remains faithful. Even if we are faithless, he remains faithful. He cannot deny himself. He is going to continue to be faithful to us, even in those instances where we may be a little weary, where we may be um, a little unsure, uncertain of what's going to happen. You know, 2 Timothy tells us that God will yet remain faithful to us. And as we continue to go throughout the rest of this week, as we continue to interact with our families, with our friends, as we, you know, do, you know, continue to work, uh, whatever, you know, this week may lay out for you, understand that God is faithful and that he has the best plan of success outlined for you. So before we leave here today, I would love for us just to read through Jeremiah 1 and 12 one more and understand what he wants to do for us. I mean, he is out here active and alert and watching over his word to perform it. So this week, I challenge each and every one of you to put God's word into action. He is standing at the ready, ever at the ready, waiting for you to put his word into the atmosphere so that he can act upon it and bring that word to fulfillment, to fruition, to wholeness and completeness in your life. Will you take that challenge today? Will you do that? Will you give God an opportunity to show himself large in your life? You know, the Bible says that he's seeking looking for someone that he can show himself strong to. Well, Lord, I am standing right here waving this big old flag in front of your face, putting your word out there, putting that beacon out there so that you can hear me clearly that, Lord, show yourself strong to me today. Lord, we yield completely to you so that you can have free reign and rule in our life. 
Lord, we are giving you every single opportunity so that you can bring this word to fulfillment because, Lord, we are standing here ready, willing, and able. We trust you. We rely on you. We love you with all of our heart, soul, and mind. And, Lord, we know that you will do what you said you would do. We do know that all of your promises are yes, and through him they are amen because he has gone as a forerunner into that innermost place, into that holiest of holies, making intercessions for us, making sure that we, as your children, get every single thing that we are to inherit. And Lord, we thank you for it right now. We love you with all of our heart, soul, and mind. And we thank you for this opportunity just to show yourself strong to us one more time and to show that you continue to love us and that you will continue to watch over and protect us and to continue to give us you know, your saving grace and your glory and your peace that surpasses all understanding. Lord, we thank you for it, and we love you today. In Jesus' name, we say amen, amen, and amen. We thank you for joining us for service today. Before we leave, we'd like to give you the opportunity to know Jesus. It's as simple as A, B, C. Accept, believe, and commit. So if you're ready, repeat after me. I accept Jesus, and I acknowledge the sins in my life. I believe that Jesus died on the cross for my sins, and I commit my life to you, Jesus. Amen. Now, if you said that simple prayer, we believe that you've been born again. Congratulations, and welcome to the family. We'd like to give you the opportunity to give in the DISC ministry. You can do so by going to our website, www.rwolfc.com, and selecting the icon at the bottom left of your screen. Again, thank you so much for joining us, and we hope to see you here next week.